Welcome to Evolve to Succeed, the podcast that brings together entrepreneurs, founders, business leaders, and experts to talk about their journeys and explore the link between personal and business success. I'm your host, Juan Munson, founder of Evolve, a coaching, training, and development company focused on enabling business and personal success and creating a community of like-minded individuals. Whether that be through our peer groups, one-to-one coaching, our training and development programs for you and your teams, or through our content and events, our mission is to get the best out of each individual and inspire them to be better both in life and in business. If you want to learn more about Evolve, including our beautiful co-working space in Ashley Cross in Paul, then please go to evolvemembers.com where you'll find great content, insights, details of all of our services and also information on our forthcoming events. For now though, let's get on with the show. Welcome to the show. This week I'm talking to Chris Gardenia, founder of Strategic Mentors, which offers strategies for business growth for coaches, consultants and those in the service industry. Chris is also the author of The Busyness Dilution, 12 Secrets to Designing a Smarter Business for a Better Life. And although he aims to help those in the service industry, I promise you this conversation that I have with him during the course of this podcast will help all business owners, entrepreneurs and leaders. We focus on four main aspects. Chris's three F's philosophy, the 1% principle, the thinking habit, and also the dangers of becoming too attached to outcomes. These are great conversations and I really hope you enjoy the show. Hello, Chris, and welcome to the Evolve to Succeed podcast. Thanks, Warren. Good to see you. Yeah, it's great to have you on the podcast. We're going to talk about some of your philosophies and your coaching kind of principles that you apply with your clients. Um, But just for our listeners, Chris, tell us a little bit about yourself and the business that you run, Strategic Mentors. Sure, yes. So, yeah, as you say, the the business I run is is called Strategic Mentors. My name is is Chris Gardner, which, if you have ever seen the film um, In Pursuit of Happiness, do you remember that film? Yes. Uh, you remember it? So it's a true story, and the guy's name is Chris Gardner. And when that film came out, which was in around about 2006, um, I had people emailing me from all over the world saying, Chris, I am where, you know, they'd got the wrong guy, but, you know, I am where you are. It's really, it was a real insight into what it must be like to be a celebrity, you know, the, the, kind of the, 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 rev, the revelations that people would, the personal stuff they would declare in, uh, in an email. But anyway, um, uh, yeah, so, so the business I run is called Strategic Mentors. Um, the, uh, the website, the main kind of front-end website is the3fs.com. We'll, I'm sure we'll talk about more about the, what the 3Fs is all about. Um, and we focus on helping uh, service businesses, principally coaches and consultants, people who trade on their IP, basically. They, they help clients with their expertise and know-how. Um, and I, we've got methods and um, structures to help uh, help them create a recurring monthly income. So, um, and again, it all fit, fits into the three Fs, which we'll um, uh, no doubt uh, go into in more detail. But basically, we help them build a five to £40,000 a month recurring income um, without working so damned hard, which is the, um, yeah. the, the key purpose and what's really interesting, Chris, looking at some of your material, like you say, that we'll cover and some of the things, the questions that I've got for you and, you know, the discussions we have is that I, I found that a lot of those things that you're, you know, applying to that, your niche client base do apply to individuals generally as they kind of approach and go about their world and go about business, don't they? 
Yeah, absolutely. Um, the and and that's the um, the public face, if you like, in terms of who who we uh, are designed for and the sweet spot. In reality, um, we help you know many more than just coaches and consultants. Um, but that's just an easy badge for people to 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 say, oh, I recognise that as me, because the problem that I help solve um, is particularly acute, particularly felt with those kinds of people you know who, who, who are basically selling their expertise often they're selling their time which is the um, the key um downfall if you like so let's talk about that and let's talk about you know the paracetamol you offer and the problems you help solve but i suppose that kicks in we mentioned it both of us have mentioned it now a couple of times it's that three f's philosophy so what yep. is the three f's philosophy Chris? so th- how i came about devising what i now refer to as the three f's was where i would do talks and presentations to room rooms full of business owners, often solopreneurs, but uh, either that or they've got very small teams. Um, and uh, I would be talking about um, the, the the idea of busyness as opposed to business. You know, it's the idea of being busy. Yeah. And I'd start off the talk by saying, you know, you, you know, when somebody bumps into you and says what do you do and you say oh, i've got my own business it's like, oh my god that's amazing and fantastic i know more and more people do it now but certainly it was not so common and it takes a special kind of person to back themselves and say yeah i'm going to go for it i'm going to you know, be responsible for Absolutely. my own life yeah. right um and so everybody in this room is what i would say and everybody here is has their own business so by definition you're already quite an extraordinary person and when they say oh that's amazing how's it going you know what they're gonna. You already know the answer, right? So you know how's it going? Oh yeah, it's, it's fine, thanks. Yeah, and they say, you know, you're busy. Oh yeah, yeah, really busy. And I say, isn't it curious how we've come to use busyness as a measure of success? Yeah. Uh, did you wake up this morning thinking, right? Okay, so the purpose of today is to be as busy as possible, and of course it, it isn't. So if that's not the case, if that's not the purpose of your business, what is the purpose? And I'd pose that and, and let a bit of silence fall in the room. You know, see kind of, <laughs> and the tumbleweed kind of goes yeah, and you get the, you know, the eye contact starts to break. You know, some other people looking down, really not sure about it. I'm really thought about it. So I came up with this um, proposed answer to that question, which is the three F's. So I, I would suggest the purpose of a business is not to keep you busy. The purpose of a business is to have these three F's, which are financial security, freedom. And fulfillment. So financial security is not very controversial, right? The um, but but real genuine financial security. Um, and uh, you know what that looks like when you don't have it. You know, there's depending on the audience. So they say, you know, like um, money is like air, or money is like sex. It's like it, it's it's no big deal yeah. unless you're not getting enough. You know, um, <laughs> and so that that's sort of one definition of financial security. If you like, you know what it's like if you haven't got it. Um, and certainly that's a many... great sorry just to but that yeah. is a great definition so when, when you as soon as you said it I said well the thing I want to ask is what, how do you define financial security but that is a great definition of it, isn't it? thanks you uh, know what it is when you haven't got it yeah right right because because yeah. and so I make the distinction between security and wealth yeah right big difference um, between the two isn't there's it? huge difference between the two and 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 there's nothing stopping anybody getting the latter getting to wealth but you go through the f- the first step, if you like, is to go through the, the financial security gateway. But to shift from that the 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 way of thinking that got you to security 
is different and it's more constraining than the type of thinking that gets you to wealth or having more because one is about not losing right one and the other is winning yeah it's positively winning isn't it yeah yeah yeah. and so in in other kind of alliterations or or rhyming it's you know one is 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 striving or surviving and the other is striving to thrive you know so so depending on, on on how you want to look at it so that's the first f financial security um the second is freedom which again i don't think is very controversial from a, a, a business point of view because if you didn't really want freedom you could go get a job hmm. you'd have much probably you'd have fewer financial roller coasters than being independent and being responsible a bit of self-responsibility um but that's not the something you didn't want, want when you had a job there's more than that. You wanted freedom. And, and then, then we, you know, we can talk about this more if you want, but the, the, there's a distinction. I make the distinction between freedom from and freedom to. And a lot of the starting point is freedom from having a boss, freedom from being told what to do, freedom from having to be at a certain place between nine and five or whatever the equivalent yeah. are, you know, that sort of stuff. And then as you realise, that's like how the, the difference between sec- financial security and financial wealth is like the difference between freedom from and freedom to. So when freedom to is like the freedom to do these other things, the freedom to expand your thinking, to to have more of an impact or whatever. Yeah. Because, but that's quite interesting because a lot of people do start their own business and, you know, we come across them and, you know, have had clients that, you know, their motivation, the prime one of those three would be freedom. And the last thing they end up creating is freedom. And they tie themselves in knots and handcuffs and they're actually probably more tied down and have less freedom. Yep. than if they were employed. No, c- completely. And and that comes down to the model as well, because, and I'll talk about the third F of fulfillment in a second, but it, this is, I think, you know, as, you, as you go down that rabbit hole, it's a really important mm. distinction, again, a really important point. Because um, when, uh, especially when people start or are running uh, a service-based business, where they're, which is you know my sweet spot, where they're selling their IP, they're, they're consultants, they're, they're, they know how to help people. So how do they charge for that? And so they look around, typically, and say, well, what do other people do? And they see people quoting hourly rates or daily rates or so much per session or whatever it might be, right? So um, so what are they actually selling there? What they're actually selling, the currency of what they're selling, apart from the, 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 the cash currency, is time. So they're selling their time. Yeah, time for money. So it's kind of interesting, it? right? So by selling their time, it means they're giving their time to their clients. What does freedom require? It means more and more of time for yourself. So yeah. in order to earn more, they have to work more, which in that model means they have to give more of their time to their clients, which means they have less time. They're taking time away from themselves because we all have the same amount of time. So actually, the more you try to become... Um, initially financially secure and then financially wealthy through the model of selling your time the less freedom you have so I've it's got not that the t-shirt chris <laughs> i've got that t-shirt it took me ages to work that one out and shake yeah, that right. and take that t-shirt off but yeah no when yeah. you know started yeah. inspire the accountancy and business tax advisory firm in 2004 and thought this is it i'm gonna get freedom and yeah, yeah just started selling my time for money and 10 yeah. years in realized wow, I've just created the business I didn't want to have. <laughs> <laughs> and that's how we learn, right? That's how we yeah, learn. It is. It is. Yeah. 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 
Um, and then, so just to close the, the, the final part on the, the third F, which is fulfillment. So it's financial security, freedom, and the third one is fulfillment. And a lot of people, uh, when they start getting into the idea of the three Fs or they start to understand it more, they think fulfillment, okay, that just means being happy. Yeah, I quite enjoy my work, right? Well, I'd say that was a minimum standard. So it's almost like each of the three Fs have like the minimum and then what it really means. So like financial security really means enough, and then we can have more. With freedom, you can have okay to, you know, I, I've got enough flexibility and then you can have like loads of freedom and spare time. Yeah. And the same with the fulfillment. You can have like, I don't hate what I do. <laughs> so is that yeah. fulfill- And But really fulfillment is much more than, um, it's different from the other two Fs um, because it's then outside of, the way I think about it is it's outside of yourself. So um, where financial security and freedom are all about you, have you got enough money? Have you got the time that you want to be able to do the things you want? So it's all, and you know, put your own oxygen mask on first. It's important to get yourself yeah. in a position. And then when you've got yourself in whatever that position is, that strong foundation position is, you can then, you then have the opportunity for what I call fulfillment, which is essentially contribution. It's making a difference to other people. It's, it's focusing. Now, in the same way, like you can have financial security and freedom, even at the early stages, you can also have fulfillment. You can also make a contribution even at those early stages. So it's, a, it's partly a way of thinking, um, but it's, it's taking it beyond the purely selfish with a small s it's not a judgment but it's yeah. the, the self-centered it's what we all start a business for right. generally isn't it is those and, two and first two yeah, yeah put your own oxygen mask on first right yeah. yeah yeah definitely definitely i like that phrase too and so and do you have people when you talk to them about these three f's clearly there's recognition there of you know we've had that conversation but different people will have those priorities will be different to each of them won't they and there'll be a different weighting towards financial security, freedom, and fulfillment. And how um, do you approach that conversation with people? Or do you think people should have equal buckets? Um, I, I, uh, to be honest, I, well, I haven't really thought about, uh, or I just certainly don't focus on um, scale or, or um, equality across these, th- these three things. Okay. It's more like um, a sense of, uh, are you okay with how things are and where you're not for whatever reason oh well there's an opportunity to i'm picturing like this is like a graphic equalizer you know like you know yeah. base middle and treble you know so you can shift it you know each of those and if one of those is out of balance for where you are right now yeah. then there's an indication of where you might want to tweak a, um, yeah. a lever as it, uh, as it were um because i don't think there is an absolute scale for um financial you know even even the first f financial security there's no absolute scale of that because somebody I was talking to somebody uh, last week who um, is earning about fifteen thousand a month, but their bottom line break even is eleven thousand. They have to have at least eleven thousand a month personally for for their for the lifestyle, and for other people, ten thousand a month would be a, an ambition that, that today is inconceivable. So it's it's totally. And I, and I suppose that financial security one also is stage of life, isn't it? Because some of us start businesses pre-kids. Yeah, 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 yeah. Pre-family, pre-partner, pre-marriage or whatever it may be. And therefore, financial security at that point is a completely different definition. So it is when you've got and family good... and children and responsibility. Right. And and so actually that uh, feeds into the into the, th- the third F of fulfillment, where it's about outside of self. So pre-kids, pre partner marriage or whatever um it can totally be about i just want to work i want to bring in money a very kind of common psychological state 
and then you either you know you get into a relationship and or you have kids depending on when you started and now the business isn't for accumulation where it, you know or greed if you like it, uh, mm-hmm. it whatever your motivation was before it's quite likely not always but it's quite likely so actually i really want i'm doing it now to provide for my kids rather than you know just to have more material um material gains, or success yeah. or whatever that yeah, okay. gains, yeah. yeah. and final question on this because i'm fascinated i could, <laughs> could talk all afternoon on it but yeah. got plenty of other things to talk about but do you think they're tradable so would you say because there is this philosophy sometimes in that some people would say, you know, life can be a bit like the gas burner. <laughs> you can't have all four on high. And if you want to put one area of your life, focus on that and put that priority and turn the gas up, you've got to turn it down elsewhere. Yeah. Do you think that the financial security, freedom, fulfillment bits are tradable in your kind of philosophy? Um, the, the My core answer to that is a really interesting question. And my core answer to that is absolutely no. Not that they're not tradable, but they do not have to be traded. Okay. Yeah. But it's very often they are traded. Um, and so when I first came up with this concept of the three Fs, I actually was, uh, I set things up and the structure and how I help, uh, would help people through through the journey was sequential. So the first thing is let's get financial security in place. But um, the typical way of doing that was by we, we would make get an offer stronger so it's more attractive to a particular market and so on but it was still really hard for the client for them to change the understanding and the thinking and really embody the whole principle of not selling time but price yourself in a very different way Mm -hmm. so it was comfortable for where they were in a kind of business experience or or mindset or thinking habit of to say well actually the um uh, I'll just, you know, I'll charge so much per session or so much per day or per hour or whatever it might be. So we could tick the financial security box because they would build a financial model that came in regularly, consistently, and they're secure. But it's absolutely because of the model at the expense of freedom. And so what we would then do is shift to a focus on how do we now start to extract yourself from this and, and increase freedom, right? Um, and but it was as I helped more people through it, I realized that was a, a it, it was a, a flawed or an unnecessary um, starting point. Let's start by by building the model for financial security with freedom. Yeah. Um, and the the fulfillment is, is kind of subjective. It's not it's it's a bit different in that sense. So you can if you if you feel yourself if the work you do, if you feel the work you do really matters for the clients for the other people not yeah. just to bring in income but it really matters in the world if it matters for, you, for the people that you help um then that's fueling the fulfillment yeah. uh, f right um so uh but it's absolutely uh yeah i I'm, I'm feel really clear as i think about the question you asked that you can absolutely anybody at any time can have all three there is no trade-off that's required there is very often a trade-off that's assumed and therefore yeah. it's natural, but it is absolutely not required. You can have all three all the time. Yeah. Brilliant. Yeah. And I can see that and I can understand that and very eloquently put, Chris. So thank you. So you, I think, you know, you've written a book, The Busyness Delusion. Um, and in there you talk about, you've come up with this term, the 1% principle. So yeah. tell our listeners about the 1% principle, Chris. Oh, okay. So let me start by, you may have heard this um uh, question. When I first heard this question, I heard the answer to the question. I thought, I don't believe that. 
I don't believe it's true. So I did the math and it is indeed true. So <clears throat> it's a thought experiment, right? I'm going to give you a sheet of paper and you are okay. it's of unlimited size, right? As big as you like. And my instructions are fold the piece of paper in half. Yeah. Fold it in half again, fold it in half again and keep going 50 times. Now, you, I know in practice you can only do it about eight, nine times. Yeah. <clears throat> so it's only a thought experiment. So if you could do that 50 times, the question is how thick is the piece of paper at the end so firstly do you know the do you know the answer have you heard it no i don't know the answer so, so. what is your gut instinct what is what do you what do you guess because clearly you don't know right so what what would you guess is the answer and there's no a mild a mile right yeah. i've heard people say oh i don't know five or six inches um uh, people say 100 yards and they think they're yeah. really um you know expanding it a mile is one of the bigger ones i have had someone say like a hundred thousand miles to the moon right? <laughs> yeah, right so the answer that i did not believe when i first heard it but this is uh, but it is the case is 50 million miles wow that's the response that that i i felt and that i that i love to hear like what because suddenly, you know, internally, your mind just goes, right up. what? Yeah, what? Just, I'm what? distracted now. It's as if we don't get any more questions. But here's what, so when I, initially I heard that and I thought, wow, that's fascinating. But then I thought, actually, there's some really important um, points buried mm. within that, that metaphor, right? So um, first, there's a couple of things to illustrate here that just walk you through the logic of it, right? So obviously what you're doing is you're folding the piece of paper in half every time, right? Yeah. So if it ends up in the scale of 50 million miles, right? And that's on the 50th fold, that final fold added 25 million miles, if you think about it, right? Yeah. Right? So the one before that added 12 and a half million miles. The one before that, six million, then three, then one-ish, you know, so the last, 10 or so added nearly all of that massive distance that we gained that we've yeah. created right so um i i haven't, can't remember oh it, so at 40 folds it'll be at about five five hundred thousand miles uh no 50 million miles 50 million 50 so it'll be fifty thousand. so at 40 folds it'll be about right. fifty thousand miles a long way still but no even not not even to the moon after 40 no. folds right but if this was um imagine this was put um the miles were pounds or something you know so, so in other words you, you wanted to get in at the end i want to have that end result you might say well all right all the gain is at the end so i just want to start at number 40. i'll, I'll come yeah. in i'll swoop in then at that point and i'll just ride the the, the final 10. well in in the real world because this is only a thought experiment you can't come in at well if it was a business and it was like doubling every month or something like that and it was over 50 yeah. months you could come in after 40 months, but you'd, you'd have to buy your way into that business, right? And then yeah. you'd, you'd gain massively, right? Um, so you can buy in conceptually, right? But most people have to start at the beginning. Go back, get, go back to, to day number time. one, month yeah. number one, right? So now let's look at what that means. Um, I now, we're, we're back at the start. I've given you this piece of paper, which now you understand is a really pretty blooming massive piece of paper, right? <laughs> <laughs> in order to be able to fold to that sort of size, right? But now you know that it's, it's, it's huge. So now, let's say the first, right, it's the first fold. Fold the piece of paper in half, right? Well, how much effort is there in folding this massive piece of paper? It's huge effort, right? Mm -hmm. Huge effort. Yeah. What have you got to show after 
uh, for, for all that effort? Well, not very much. It's still a massive piece of paper and it's just two thick sheets thick. Okay, well, let's do it another, let's call them days, 50 days. Let's do it another day, right? So we fold the, on the second day. Still a massive piece of paper, four sheets thick. Not, it's still a lot of effort, not much to show for it. So we do it for day three, four, five, so eight, 16, 32 sheets. There's a lot of effort here going on. And what am I seeing as a benefit? What am I seeing as a result? I'm really not getting very much, right? And so uh, let's imagine day six, right? You go, well, I really haven't got very much. I put a lot of effort in and I haven't got very much to show for it. Bugger this, I'll go and do something else. I'll go and start another one. So you go back and start folding another piece of paper for someone else or it, you know, another project. And you go back yeah, and sure start again, can. right? Yeah. And you're you're continually constraining yourself to these um, the, the the early stages rather than the later stages of compounding. So <clears throat> so that was those are really important points to say stay in if you know that you're in the journey and I use fifty as a you know fifty doublings as a, as an extraordinary example, yeah. but even ten doublings is you know you multiply by um, every ten doublings adds three zeros so it's you multiply it by a thousand right so you know you've got if you start with um, if you had a thousand pound income you'd have a million pound income ten doublings later right so the key question then in the real world now is well how long is the doubling period right um, and if you uh, is it does it take a day a week a month a year yeah now if you had let's say um, a year and you had um, uh, and you started and you only only put one percent this is where we get back to the one percent principle you only increased your outcomes by one percent every day so by one so you start off with a hundred so day two you've got 101 day three you've got 102.1 because you've added 1.1 uh, so you're you know you are compounding you're getting the gains there so after a year um how many uh, how you and you started at, you know one or a hundred or whatever the number is how much bigger are you after a year and the and the answer turns out to be just over 37 times so you're you're 37 3700 percent um more than you were when you started yep. and so you've done 37 times bigger by hardly any effort on the one uh, every day yep. the key is not the amount of effort the key is the consistency of doing it. So now if you were folding the paper, start to, start to fold the paper. Now, don't now the next day, fold it a bit more, a bit more, a bit more, a bit more. So it's going to take you longer to fold all of that piece of paper in half. But now don't stop there. Don't get fed up with the amount of time it's taken yeah. because it hasn't taken you much effort every day. Because we massively, it's a cliche phrase, but we massively underestimate or overestimate what we can achieve in a year, but underestimate yeah. what we can achieve over a longer period of time. Same, and, that, and that's what the 1% principle is all about. So start with 1%. If you can do, you can do 1% more, not do more, but have more outcome, 1% more outcome every day, it doesn't take much, um, you know, the compounding effect massively kicks in, not because you've done, we'll put more effort no. because you're getting the benefits are accumulating in themselves right um and the, so it's not about it's not about time it's not about effort having said that what does one percent mean in time well imagine you're you know a, a classic eight hour day right nine to five yeah. eight hours eight eight times 60 minutes 480 add another 20 minutes for the day that's 500 minutes what's one percent of 500 minutes just 
five minutes, right? So can you five can you find somewhere in the day five minutes where you're focused on outcome? What what's what extra outcome? What, am I going to add another lead in? Add another connection in LinkedIn? Am I add going to add find another? Am I going to put another offer out into the market? All of these things that where the benefits continue, they're not. Um, they're not um, time for money again, are they? They are not, growth activities. Not. And also, they're not, something they're not that's um, growth activity. De- you know, oh, oh, um, like if you, you ran a TV ad, yeah. right? Put a TV ad out. As soon as it's finished, it's gone. The benefit's gone in principle. You know, you, somebody might remember it, but <clears throat> you know what I mean? So it's dead. So we, we are doing these things where the benefit continues and gains, then, then you can get the 1% principle. So the point Brilliant. is, don't stop stopping. And so keep going, but also make the, it doesn't need to be a load of effort. It just needs to be focused, smart effort done consistently. Stop stopping, keep consistent. The gains will happen. Brilliant. I love that principle. So, so far we've had the three Fs, the 1% uh, principle. We're going to now talk about um, a third concept, which I'm really fascinated about is a lot of people talk about mindset. Yeah. Um, And you actually prefer this term thinking habit. Yeah. So let's kind of, let's go and explore that now, Chris. Tell <laughs> okay. us about the thinking habit. Because so far we've had two great principles. Uh, let's make it a hat trick and let's talk about the thinking habit, Chris. <laughs> okay. So um, uh, the, the, it's a pure kind of personal bias, this, because mindset is so widely used as a term. It's so widely understood. Well, I say understood. It's so widely recognized, you know, not always understood. Um, and I just have a slight friction myself with it, uh, with the word mindset, because it has the word set in it, as if it's like fixed, something mm. is set. So I've got okay. my mind set in a particular way. Um, and so I think of the word and the concept of, of, of mindset as preparation. It's like I'm now, I've got, I've, I've got my mindset into this state into it's like a state or a stance a place that you're coming from so it's a it's a preparation and um in reality we are the the sum of our activities or the out the 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 in what am i saying the outcomes the results the rewards we experience are the result of the effort and the and the activities and the contribution we've made out into the world right so in other words it's activity based action based contribution based um and i just find is uh that the 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 it's very difficult to have um a consistent mindset all the time it takes practice it takes work you can't say all right i now believe this or i now going to operate like this and assume you're going to continue like that for example how many people would recognize the idea of the imposter syndrome right yeah absolutely um and it you can there, I, I got you know, ideas and frames to, to, to sort of bypass it and overcome it and so on. And you can do that, but until it becomes a habit, a habitual way of thinking, it, you, have, you, you will succumb again. So it's like fitness, it's like any skill. I think that having to use the word mindset, I think having a mindset is a practiced skill. The good news is that every skill is something that almost everything that we do consciously is a skill and we uh, and every skill is something that you can learn you know there was a time in your life where you could not eat with a spoon yeah <laughs> <laughs> and you learned it right yeah <laughs> um and uh, you know 
the, the, so everything that we do is is a skill and a way of thinking, the way of how we we show up in the world, the way that we come across to people. You know, we can allow if we think like if the imposter syndrome takes over, that's not inherent. It's not it's not real. It's our habit, our habitual way of thinking that's got us into this place. And so the antidote to that is a thinking habit to yeah. come out of that place and replace it with something much more empowering. So I, I'm much less interested in the idea of having a mindset as a pure preparation, but having a thinking habit, which is something you're, that's active and you're, 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 you're practicing actively, you're developing the skill, you're just, just becoming better and better, more resilient or whatever the need is uh, in life. Yeah, definitely. And it's just got that more positive connotation, isn't it? I think really and i think it's not so creating a habit (laughs) you know but creating a habit in itself has its challenges doesn't it you know habit creation yeah is is a huge subject in itself and i suppose we you know let's just ponder that for a moment and i'd ask you you know what good kind of tips or hints have you got for people to create good habits oh there's i i would uh refer to um almost like the the master of of, uh, of habit creation of James Clear yeah. um, and uh, atomic habits and it's interesting you know he 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 you know he uses the word atomic meaning as in atoms as in tiny it's the it's the one percent it's absolutely the one percent principle, principle in, in again, practice yeah. right take these tiny things now so and there's um oh what's what's the guy's name is it um is it James as well Charles Charles Erhig Derhig Derhig I think yeah. um uh, I'm trying to remember the, ne- the name of his book, but um, he was like kind of the, I don't want to say Godfather, he was before James Clear about habit creation. And he talked about um, uh, a trigger, a response and a reward. So there are three things, you know, and what James Clear did in, in um, habit formation was he looked at how to how to build good habits. How to, well, I think first how to overcome bad habits and then how to build good habits, yeah. but using a slightly different frame, but the same principles of uh trigger so something that gets you to to do the thing or reminds you to do the thing consciously um doing the thing and then um uh getting and then being getting the the dopamine hit getting the reward for uh for for doing it yeah perfect and just interested because again a lot of what you're talking about is there's quite a lot of outcome driven kind of talking here so um I have heard you talk about the kind of dangers of being too attached to the outcome, especially mm. when perhaps you're putting out your message or you're you know, delivering your content to the world that you're really always after that outcome. So what are the, these dangers and how can we learn to perhaps be less concerned with outcome? Because we all want results, don't we? I had a good uh, example of this about how can you focus on the things that matter to be most likely to get the results. And, um, the, the, when you hear it, you go, oh, that's obvious, isn't it? So let's take anybody who enters uh, an Olympic competition, a race, a, an event or whatever it is. Right? Let's assume every single athlete, if we're talking athletics, who enters the 100 meter sprint or whatever, um, has a goal of winning the gold medal or a medal. So every one of them has a similar or, uh, goal. But by definition of the event, only one of them can win the gold, only three of them can win a medal. So having the goal is not the determinant of getting of getting the medal, because they all have the, they all share the same goal. So what is it that makes the makes the difference or what contributes to the difference? And it's the 
process by which we and we focus on the process to get there. So um, one way of looking at this and thinking about this is imagine. Um, sorry, just before I share this bit, um, the I heard I, there's a, a really useful concept that I intellectually understood. I kind of got that that it. it I, I know that it makes sense, but I still couldn't make it work for me until the bit that I'll share in a second. So, and this was the concept of the gap and the gain. So anybody who runs their own business, anyone who's entrepreneurial in, in, in style or in thinking habit <laughs> um, is to some extent future focused, right? Yeah. I'm aiming for something in the future. And that future is like the horizon because as the closer you get, you can see the next future. So you're, there's always going to be a gap between today and that thing that you're starting to envision and move towards the goal, right? So there's always going to be a gap between now and then, right? If we, if we focus only on the gap that we haven't yet covered, it's a pretty negative, it's not a yeah. most inspiring motivational type of thing in, in, in the sense that we're always falling short, um, but we always will by the, by the setup, by the definition, right? If we turn around 180 degrees and say, well, actually, what was I like? What was happening? What were the, what were the results? Whatever that's important, say 12 months ago or five years ago, have I moved forward? Have I come on? Am I ahead of where I was in the past? And nearly always the answer is going to be yes. And the idea, the concept of the, get, of the gap and the gain is to focus on, acknowledge and recognise the, um, the gain to say, now use that as the fuel and the motivation to say, now I'm going to continue, right? So it was a really useful concept. I would try to practice it, but honestly, what I would tell myself, what you know, my, um, my my thinking habit there would always end up with yeah, but. So yeah, but I'm yeah, going to be there exactly. Yeah, yes, I've done all there. that. Yeah, yeah, but I'm not there yet, am I? Right. So it, I wasn't finding it, it. I found it intellectually valid and, and and a good idea, but not practical. It wasn't it? Wasn't really helping me. So, but this bit, the next bit, did. So this is um, focusing on the process. So now imagine you've got um, a spectrum of from say zero to 10 um, of your competence in a particular aspect, a particular skill right, or, or, or way of operating. Zero is I'm utterly the world's worst. I'm, I have no idea even how to start, right? so utterly dreadful. Um, I don't mean to sound judgment. Like I'm just not at all competent. Yeah. Right? Depending on your audience, I can go bluer. Um, the, the 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 ten would be I am world class. Right. So now, and there's it's personal calibration. So there's no right or wrong answer. This is a personal decision. So on this, so like um, people can talk. You know, use use this to think about like public speaking or writing emails to your audience or. Um, how you show up with the client, whatever it might be, right? Um, but a, a scale of zero to 10, where do you think you are now? And you find your answer to that, right? From zero, got no idea, to world-class. And um, and let's say you say, well, I'm a four, whatever that might mean. Yeah. So now the task is not to get to 10 in one step. The task is to get to five. So what do I need to do to move from a four to a five, and what I call a four to what I call a five. What what's the difference? And now, as I'm making progress there, that is progress. That is gain. And it's not just let's look back at where I've been and you know pat myself on the back. But yeah, but I'm not where I want to be. But right now, in the moment, I can feel, I can measure, I can tell that I'm getting better. 
Yeah. And that, when you take all eight uh, competitors in a, in a 100-meter sprint, what they did in getting from a four to a five to a six to you know step by step is what makes the difference. What's interesting is that a lot of people will will uh, not a lot of people, but you know it's very common uh, to think, well, oh, I think I'm really pretty good at that, and they get well, I'm a seven, and, you, and, and maybe they get to an eight, and then they get to a nine. And then as they increase their capability, they increase their awareness of what they don't know and what they can't do, and they recalibrate. So it's quite often in, in sport, it's really interesting to see um, what you would perceive as like international, certainly national level operators will, will calibrate themselves or score themselves as a lower competence than a much less capable, you know, because yeah. just their frames are different. So there is no absolute frame, it's all relevant. But the point is, can you make progress? And when well, you that's know, such a nice technique because it's very personal. Exactly. And I, I get that. And I can see it now is that, you know, as you said, you know, that business owner, that entrepreneurial spirit is that where's the next hurdle? How high have I got to jump? And, yeah. and but usually we're looking, yeah, we're, we're looking at that, you know, I'm four and I've set my goal without really defining how I get there at an eight or a 10 even. Whereas if you do that incremental approach, I'm a four. So how do I get to where I want to be to be a five? And then yeah. you set, start to celebrate the successes as well, which is, again, what business owners are really bad at. You yeah, know I mean? and again, sure. We'd all recognize that is we don't celebrate our success. No, indeed. Uh, absolutely right. Um, and also, um, it's it's a, there's an echo. It's not quite the same, but there's an echo to the 1% principle. You know, going from a four to a five, it's like folding that piece of paper again. It's like, oh, yeah. but it, it's only a five. Ha, yes but it's a five on a journey to a six. Yeah. It's a six on a journey to a 10. So this is progress. And, and it's not blowing smoke up your ass. It's not saying, oh, you know, well, well done, you know, not, you know, keep trying. This is saying, actually, I'm really, you know, this is really uh, genuine progress. Yeah. But with the bigger picture in mind, and it will get you fast. want to become more class, yeah. but step by step, you're going to yeah. get there and celebrate the successes along the way. Yeah. Wow. We've, I've had a thoroughly enjoyable conversation, Chris. And we've covered four really key kind of areas that I think, you know, that would clearly pay dividends and benefits to your core niche audience. But I think any business owner listening to today's conversation uh, will get benefit and gains out of everything we've talked about. It is the Evolve to Succeed podcast. Though, so let's just turn the spotlight on you slightly. Yeah. Uh, and, and let me ask you, what's your personal definition of success um there's i think there are different ways it's like the freedom from and freedom to there are different aspects to success there's work success relationship relationship success all sorts of things but uh, fundamentally for me i've done a lot of work uh like personal development work and i've uh, come down to having um three core values so it's almost like a gps you know triangulation of this okay. so my three core values and then i can apply that to life and it, it, am i operating in life is everything operating that's aligned with these three core um, values so for me my three core values um, are love learn thrive each of those three words mean quite a lot to me but love is is uh the um active and passive it's 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 uh, giving of love and it's being loved um the, the same with learn it's uh it, it's you know learning as in uh, absorb and take on but also 
someone said to me years ago that they said if, you, if they cut me through the middle like a stick of rock they'd see the word teacher so I can't not do it and um, uh, so for me learn is is both me learning receiving and also teaching um, so love learn and thrive and thrive is my code for for three f's of for, you know, what we've been through a bit today um, and so for me my definition of success is a life that's aligned with love learn thrive there is nothing special or right about those three words. It took, it was, let's just say it was non-trivial. It was a lot, you know, long, really, you know, fact for, to me, fascinating. But if you can find, if anyone can find your core values in whatever that means to you, um, and then live life according to those, there'll be uh, flow, there'll be peace, there'll be purpose. Um, so, yeah, that's, that's my, my definition. So, I don't, again, I don't think there is a definition there is no there is a there's my a but there's not the definition no definitely and it's, it's why i end every podcast with that question because you know you get a different answer yeah. every time there's some common themes but you've definitely taken time to get to where you are in life to have considered that and it's something by by the sound of it is a mantra that love learn thrive mm. that you live your life by yeah yeah i try yeah chris it has been great to have you as a guest if our listeners want to learn more about yourself or strategic mentors where can they go the uh, first place I'd, it is the three fs.com um that's th the number three fs so hence the three fs.com um you can find me on linkedin i'm active there i'd love anybody to connect with me there just just reach out and connect um and um if Don't i can get the right chris gardner <laughs> yeah and <laughs> that's right <laughs> And, uh, and and it's um, it's Gardena. It's the one. It's it's Gardena with an e. Um, there's uh, there's diff various spellings of that. Um, so yeah, link LinkedIn and the three fs com will be the uh, the place. There's uh, and on the three fs com, you uh, if you do the three fs com slash book, I think, or the I have to should look it up really. But you'll find um, a link to the Busyness Delusion book that I've written, and you can get a download of that if you want. Perfect. Thank you. Thank you for being a great guest on the podcast, Chris. Oh, you're welcome. Thanks, Warren. Appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Evolve to Succeed podcast. My hope with every episode is that you've learned something new or heard something that challenged your way of thinking and further motivated you on your path towards becoming a more knowledgeable, informed and inspired individual and business leader. If you enjoyed this episode, then please help us by rating, reviewing and subscribing. We really value your feedback and would love to have you along for future episodes. And please don't forget to learn more about Evolve by going to evolvemembers.com. Thank you for listening. See you next week.